What is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. We are on episode 77 of my little wrestling recap show where I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows, give you the recap, let you know what's going on in both of the companies, review the matches, let you know if there's a match that you should really go out of your way to check out, or if you just should skip the show entirely, all that great stuff. And whenever there's a major pay-per-view, I will also be reviewing that, more than likely on its own separate episode. So, let's get into it. we got a big week to get through, so we are starting off with Monday Night Raw. They were in Winnipeg, Manitoba. That is in Canada. Starting off with the Judgment Day, they are in the ring without Finn Balor. They're cutting a promo. Priest pointing out the fact that Balor is not here yet again. Judgment Day, or sorry, every time J.D. McDonough arrives with a message from Balor saying not to worry about it. Zayn arrives beating down on J.D. McDonough. Sammy gets distracted. McDonough blindsides Zayn. So they're going to have a match about it. It's J.D. McDonough going up against Sammy Zayn. J.D. kicking Sammy up high with a mid-air dropkick. Looked pretty damn nice. Finn Balor arrives, fakes out Sami Zayn by running full speed at him, and then he just stops dead. JD almost wins with a roll-up. A moonsault is countered by Sami Zayn. Haluva kick, picking up the W. Enjoyable opening match. You know, JD McDonough aggressive going after Sami's weak spots. That's my boy. That's what he does, baby. And Sami, a good comeback performance. Short but sweet match. It was fine. We move on. Adam Pierce is about to relinquish the tag team titles from Chelsea Green. Out pops Piper Nevin, who tells Chelsea that she's her new tag team partner right now in a very scary, intimidating way. And damn, I mean, that's awesome. Uh, good job here from Piper Nevin. This was a funny little segment. I'll give it a thumbs up. And it's awesome to see Piper Nevin back. I think she is fantastic. She just doesn't get to have a lot of consistent runs. I, I don't know if she was hurt or something, but it's really good to see her back. I'm a big fan. We got a quick interview with Cody Rhodes. He realizes that the Judgment Day are a dangerous group. Yes, Rhodes. Yes, they are. What took you so friggin' long? Jeez. We got Imperium. They cut a promo on Winnipeg. Gunther hypes up his next opponent, Chad Gable, but says that he's so much better than him that... Aw, you were so close to saying a nice thing, Gunther. A massive... Shoosh interrupts the champion. It's Chad Gable and friends. Gable tells Gunther he will end his reign as champion, but first, he's going to whoop Giovanni's ass. What the hell? What the hell did Giovanni do? Ludwig is set off. He goes on a very long and strange speech, flirting with Maxine. Ludwig slaps yet again by Maxine. Alrighty. We go to the match now as Giovanni with Imperium against Chad Gable with Alpha Academy. Vince... Not Vince. Vinci blasts Chad with a thunderous chop. Oh, man. He's got a fantastic chop, bro. Battle, uh, Gable battles back with a beautiful German suplex with a bridge for the victory. Nice short match. I mean, dude, you guys got to use Giovanni Vinci more. I mean, Ludwig's got the chops, but Gio, he's got it in the ring. No offense to Ludwig. He's good in the ring, too. Just Giovanni. God damn, that's good. Gunther flips out. He demands a match with Otis Right now. So they're going to do that right now. Gunther versus Otis. The champion taking it to Otis with some stiff strikes. One chop just drops Otis to the ground. That was impressive. We got a minor comeback for Otis. That gets stopped with a couple of boots to the face from Gunther. 
Then the champion gets Otis up for the powerbomb, picking up a dominant victory. Gunther, I mean, Jesus, he looked like an absolute beast yet again in this match. And yet another nice, short, but sweet match. Gable immediately hits the champion with a German suplex and Imperium retreat. So, okay, I'm getting excited. I just, I don't think Chad Gable's going to win. I think it would be awesome, but again, you got to get... You gotta get Gunther past that honky-tonk man longest intercontinental championship reign of all time. Moving on, it is Matt Riddle. He is annoying Drew McIntyre backstage, begging him to be his tag team partner tonight. Riddle with a phenomenal team name suggestion. The Glasbros. Oh my good. Make them a tag team immediately. Funny little segment right here. I'm gonna give that a thumbs up. We move on to the match. Viking Raiders with Valhalla versus Matt Riddle and Drew McIntyre comes out. Oh, fuck yeah. Riddle has a chance to tag Drew McIntyre, but doesn't. Now he's getting his ass whipped by the Viking Raiders. Way to go, Drew. Not Drew. Uh, Matt. Drew saves the day with a Claymore picking up the W. Riddle taking most of the damage in this match, that's for sure. Drew looking good. Solid match. New Day meet Drew and Matt Riddle backstage. They want a piece of them next week, so, I mean, the New Day were really funny right here, kind of chirping, and very hyper as always, so, what, is Drew McIntyre becoming a tag team guy now? I just, I don't know how I feel about that. Rhea Ripley now with Dom Mysterio going up against Indy Hartwell with Candice LeRae. The champion puts Hartwell away with a headbutt and a riptide. Short match, Indy not getting in much of anything, so really not much to say about her, sadly. Candice gets attacked or uh, Candice attacks Rhea after the match and gets Indy out of there. Uh, neat little NXT reunion right here. I thought that was kind of nice. I, I got a kick out of that. We move on. It is Shinsuke getting interviewed in the ring. He wants the World Heavyweight Championship. Seth freaking Rollins on cue makes his arrival. Seth gives Shinsuke a shot at his title whenever, whoever, whatever, however, all that stuff. Shinsuke whispers something in Seth's ear. Champ looks absolutely horrified. I don't know what the hell he said. And then he eats a Kinshasa. I don't know why they haven't gotten Shinsuke a mouthpiece yet. I mean, I'm personally fine with him speaking his native tongue, Japanese, whatever. That's all cool, but you got to get this guy a mouthpiece or subtitles or something because the crowd just isn't into it. Like, your average WWE crowd is not going to be into a guy that's not speaking a language that they understand. So, and... Like, it's just not working. Like, I'm fine with it, but they definitely... I can't believe they haven't gotten a a mouthpiece on the Shinsuke yet. If they plan on having this guy go into the main event, heavyweight championship, you know, with Seth Rollins, they're gonna have... They gotta have a good back-and-forth conversation, chirp each other, and and Shinsuke's just not really capable of doing that. So, yeah, come on. Let's get a mouthpiece on Shinsuke already. God damn it. Maybe the Miz... Maybe... Not the Miz. um, MVP. That'd be interesting. Anyway, moving on. It is The Miz. He tells Byron he might take a detour to SmackDown this week to see L.A. Knight. Yeah. I can't recall if The Miz was. I think he was there. We'll get there. Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch is up next. Been waiting for this match for quite some time. Trish avoiding Becky Lynch and Becky just, oh, just foaming at the mouth to get her hands on Trish. So, Trish is still sporting her face protector and Zoe Starks is banned from ringside. Oh, fuck yeah. Becky all over Trish out of the gate. A little slip up when Trish goes for the stratosphere thing. She slips up. She has to do it again. A little bit of a whoopsie. It's okay. 
Stratus using her face mask as a weapon. Trish Trish tries to run away. Becky catches her. They fight in the crowd. Both get counted out. Boo! I hate that. I hate it so much. But the brawl continues deep into the crowd, out into the concourse area, and then a hooded person blindsides Becky Lynch. It's Zoe Stocks. Trish and Zoe team up on Becky, getting the better of her tonight. Ending the match... Like, the ending of that match stunk. I don't like double countouts, but it makes sense because definitely they weren't going to be finished with each other after one match. This is going to continue on for quite some time, I would imagine. Um, but they did redeem the shitty ending with a really solid match in the ring before the, the, the lame ending. And then they had a good brawl, like, turning up the heat to this rivalry after the match. And uh, let's keep it going, says Adam Pierce, who is admittedly pissed off at the finish. Uh, hell yeah. Uh, He tells Trish that she will face Becky Lynch in a steel cage next week. Oh, baby. Trish and Zoe have a meltdown. Oh, yeah. I mean... I've I've seen this go down a million times. Steel steel cage matches does not prevent uh, people from coming down and causing shenanigans. I mean, but it doesn't matter. I'm excited for the steel cage match. This should be a lot of fun. Let's just not have a shitty ending this time. We move on. It is Gunther. He is angry with Ludwig and Giovanni's shortcomings over the last little bit. Gunther is going to get things done on his own. So I doubt this is like a breakup here for Imperium. It's just Gunther having a little bit of a moment. We move on. It is main event time. Cody Rhodes versus Finn Balor. Dom and Rhea run down, distracting Cody Rhodes, allowing Finn to take over for a little bit. Priest comes down to slow down Cody, but not for long as Rhodes dives onto both of them. Rhea crotches Rhodes. How you doing? Finn with a superplex. Cody landing high on his back. That was a little bit scary. Damien slides the briefcase in, but he slides it in too hard. It slides right to Cody Rhodes, who bonks Finn on the head, hits a crossroad, pins, and wins. Match was all right. I mean, just tons and tons of shenanigans, but it did dig the ending. I liked the pre-sliding in the briefcase too far. That was kind of good. Judgment Day beat down Cody after the match. Here comes Sami Zayn. He runs down to help out Cody. McDonough takes out Sami, and out comes... Or no, not not nothing. Never mind. Don't worry. McDonough comes out and he takes out Sami Zayn. Is McDonough a new member of the Judgment Day? I mean, that would be a great addition. Personally, I don't know. I I I don't want Judgment Day to end. I really like Judgment Day, but personally, they've kind of just been doing their own things for a while. Like Dom and Rhea are off doing their own thing. Finn Balor's kind of on his own, and and Priest is a Money in the Bank guy. So if they end it, I won't be like sad about it that much. I would prefer like if JD McDonough can hook up with Finn Balor, and that could be a thing that would be really fun. Maybe lead to it one day. You know, JD taking out Finn Balor, and then yeah, I don't know. That's just some long term stuff right there. Anyway, Priest ends Sami Zayn's power bombs him through the announce table. Finn hits another coup de grace on Cody Rhodes. Judgment Day celebrate as the show comes to an end. Uh, you know, really solid Raw this week. Love and Imperium. They're all over the show this week. Uh, they continue to roll just on fire. The Judgment Day getting more interesting with McDonough getting a little bit more involved each week. I'm hoping that McIntyre isn't going to be just like a tag team guy. I love the name of the Glass Bros. Like, you don't want a, a great name like that to go to waste. So maybe like... I don't know, just have a one-month stint or something, but seriously, you got to get Drew McIntyre into the main event. That's what he's here for. He's a main event guy. Don't waste him on a tag team with Matt Riddle. Anyway, 
Um, blah, blah, blah. Really enjoying Tristratus and Becky Lynch's rivalry. Uh, though the ending was lame tonight, I was, you know, it was kind of expected. They're having this match on Raw. This is definitely something that's going to lead up to a big pay-per-view match at some point. And solid wrestling throughout this show, though a lot of it was quite short, but that's, I don't know, that's just the way that they do it nowadays, I guess. And some good segments thrown in there as well. Six and a half at for Monday Night Raw. We move on to NXT. Once I get the notes already, here we go. So we're starting off NXT with the NXT Tag Team Championship match. It is the Dawn and Stax defending against the Dyad with the Schism. Stax bumped off of the apron. He dives hard into the announce table. That just looked fucking painful as shit. Ivy comes out, distracting all 30 members of Schism who are out there. Two members attack the Dyads. It turns out it's the Creed Bros. They're back. Dawn hits a hard slam on Jaeger, retaining the championships. A good opening tag team match. Stax was absolutely the workhorse out there in this one. Dawn with a good hot tag moment. And the Dyad, you know, just good, solid performance. Selling good. Good job. 7 out of 10 for the match. Good stuff. And what are we doing with the Creeds, man? Are they back on NXT now? And, like... Again, that just makes the whole loser-leaves matches so pointless. So, I'm happy with them being back. But personally, I'm very bummed that they aren't going to get an opportunity on the main roster. I thought they could be very well utilized up there. Desperately could be used up there. Oh, well. they can If they stay in NXT, so be it. Uh, at some point, hopefully, the Creeds will go up there and become WWE Tag Team Champions. That's That's got to be in the works for these guys. We move on. It is a funny moment backstage with the Chase U. Duke siding with Thea Hale being pissed off at Mr. Chase. And I agree with that. A good little segment right here. Thumbs up. Screw you, Mr. Chase. What happened, man? You fucked up big. You fucked up big. We got Blair Davenport going up against Dana Brooke with Kalani Jordan up next. Dana hits a big old sit-out powerbomb. I was impressed with that one. Blair kicks out of that. Dana flips out. She grabs the ring bell. Kalani stops her from using it. Blair knees Dana in the head a couple times for the W. Oh, wow. I mean, Dana is on a roll right now. Another pretty good match right here. Not bad at all. Blair selling her soul out there. I mean, really good job from her trying to make Dana look as good as possible. And, you know, Dana keeps getting angrier each week. She's getting a little bit more emotional probably leading to some sort of heel turn with her fighting with Kalani Jordan, but yeah, not bad. Keep it up. 7 out of 10. We got Drew Gulak with Dempsey and Kemp going up against Trick Williams. Trick doing good until Dempsey blindsides him with a German suplex. Briggs and Jensen come down to even the odds up. Trick with a spin kick pins and wins. Oh, fuck yeah. Pretty alright performance right here from Trick. Nice drop kicks. I, I like his drop kicks. But he had a butt-ugly neck breaker. Oh my god, that thing was horrific. Try again next week. Gulak, a good dance partner for him in the match before Heat Wave, before he faces off against Druganov. That's going to be insane. We move on. It is Baron Corbin. He cuts a profanity-filled promo, trash-talking Von Wagner and Mr. Stone. They come out. They say, nah, nah. Stop talking shit. Corbin and Wagner have a back and forth on the microphone. It's surprisingly better than you'd think. Wagner telling Baron he's going to table his bald ass. And then they get it on, King. They're getting it on. They're brawling. They're fighting. Vaughn tries to table Corbin. Security breaks it up. Good segment right here. I'm enjoying this. Like, Baron Corbin, very good on the mic. He could trash talk really well. And Wagner, I mean, 
Not bad, not bad. I like that he's trying to table bitches every week. Pretty good stuff. Like I said, I don't think it's going to get him over in the long run, but for right now, it's getting the job done. Good stuff. Thumbs up. We got Wesley going up against Dijak next. Starting off with a wicked DDT by Wes. Absolutely flag-pulling Dijak. How you doing? Lee picking up Dijak for a powerbomb. That's just... That's bananas. I mean, Dijak's a big guy. Probably like 270. Wesley, maybe 200 and something. Like, impressive strength right there. Thumbs up. Lee's shoulder gives out. Dijak goes for Feast Your Eyes. And then his knee gives out. Oh my goodness. Dijak on one leg delivers a huge choke slam. We got a near fall right there. Eddie Thorpe decides I'm showing up. Uh, Dijak is distracted by that. Lee hits him with a diving hurricanrana. Dijak takes a header into the steel steps. Ouch. Lee nails a cardiac kick and a super twisty splash for the W. Lee showing off that strength in this match. I did not know that he had that amount of strength. I know that Dijak helped him get up there for the powerbomb, but still, that, that takes a lot of strength. And... Uh, really good aggressive performance, and of course, my dude Dijak, I just frick, oh, I'm smitten with this guy, I love watching this guy wrestle, 8 at 10, great match, we got Dragon Lee and Lyra Valkyria possibly becoming friends backstage, I don't really know what that's all about, what they're planning with that or anything, we move on to Tyler Bate going up against Joe Coffey with Gallus, out of nowhere, Dabakato decides he's gonna return, blindsiding Bate, kicking his head off, Beats the bejesus out of Tyler as Gallus escape. And uh, yeah, I guess welcome back, Dabakato. But you ruined a good match, goddammit. So like, semi-boo. We move on. It is Nathan Frazier. Nathan Frazier's hard-hitting truths going up against Noam Dar's Supernova Sessions. So a, a talk show like thing. I don't know what the hell this is. It's pretty cool. Frazier with a hard-hitting truth that is... His cup is the real cup, and Dar's is a fake cup. Dar comes up with a bunch of excuses, throwing Mensa under the bus, saying he's the one that lost it, not Noam. Frazier calls him a fraud. Dar has a meltdown and leaves. Good segment. They should. I think they should do this a little bit more often, putting two talk shows up against each other, since everyone just has a fucking talk show nowadays. Prefer, I definitely prefer Noam Dar's show. Nathan Frazier's, I definitely like the theme of the show better, but Noam Dar by far is just a better talker. Uh, though I, I am pleasantly surprised at how Nathan is pretty damn solid at it. It's just kind of, nah, it's okay. But I like them going up against each other. That was fun. We got JC Jane going up against Thea Hale with Chase U. Thea Hale, super angry and aggressive, taking it out on JC Jane. Hale loses focus. She gets rolled up by Jane for a pretty massive upset vic loss right here. Thea, you got squat. You got to squash this beef right here, right now with Mr. Chase. You can't be losing matches to JC Jane like that. That's not cool. You got to be. You got to be the world champion soon. So yeah, figure that shit out. Not cool. Wesley wants Carmelo Hayes to sign the contract. Melo says next week. Wes saying, nah, nah, to that noise, clears Mello's table, knocks it over, and then just takes the whole damn table with him, drags it to the ring. I'm loving this shit, man. Wesley right now, I love it. Thumbs up for that. Carmelo comes to the ring to deal with the super impatient Wesley. Wes goes off. He is sick and tired of everybody doubting him. He's going to be the next NXT champ. Mello respects Wes, but Mello don't miss. 
Wes stomps the table, stared down, and the show ends. Oh, baby, dude. Wesley on a different level right now. I don't know who's shitting his Cheerios, but you keep shitting in those Cheerios because Wesley has found it, baby. God damn, I love this aggressive, just, I don't know what it is. I just like it. This is this is awesome. The attitude. Excellent emotional promo from um, Wesley. I mean, that was that was probably his best promo. That was awesome. And Carmelo, I mean, cool and composed as always. Really liked this segment right here. Thumbs up for that. And dude, I'm telling you, Wesley, he is the man right now on NXT. I love this attitude that he's got. Same with Thea Hale. She's also fantastic. Those are probably my two favorites right now, you know, besides like Ilya Dragunov and stuff. Really strong wrestling. Dijak continues to be money in the ring with anybody you put him in there with. I'm telling you, the guy is awesome. Good wrestling and nice segment. Seven and a half out of ten for NXT this week. And now we'll move on to the fun one, SmackDown. So I was there live for SmackDown this weekend, or I guess it was Friday. That's that's a weekend for me, not really a weekend for for many others. But I'm just going to roll through my uh, my pictures here, and I'm just going to kind of, that's how I'm going to remember how how we dealt with this show. But we got there uh, rather early, because I definitely wanted to get my hands on one of those Edge Toronto Maple Leaf shirts, which I absolutely got one this time. I'm going to frame that bitch up real nice, and it's going to look really cool. So got my hands on one of those shirts. That was awesome. Uh, Crowd... uh, we were loving the woos. I mean, the woos are always very popular with the crowds. Um, but LA Night, yeah, everyone was yang like crazy all night long. We fucking LA Night, baby. I bought an LA Night shirt. My wife and I got matching LA Night shirts, so that was really awesome. Dropped a shitload of money on t-shirts. Don't don't worry about that. We had nice seats up in the 300 levels this time. I. Honestly, there's really not a bad place to sit in terms of a, of a wrestling show. The, our view was fantastic. Right down the middle, pretty much. So, yeah, we had a great view of the show and everything. Let's see. I think they, they had um, a pre-show match. And I, I got a kick out of this. It was Cameron Grimes going up against Odyssey Jones. And I was like, oh, fuck. I lost it to see Odyssey Jones. That was dope. Really, I was a big fan of Odyssey Jones. It was uh, he and Carmelo Hayes that ended up coming down to the finals in in some tournament, like a, a rookie tournament before they got into NXT. Carmelo Hayes ended up winning that. I remember rooting for Odyssey Jones, and sadly, Odyssey Jones's NXT WWE career hasn't quite gotten off to the start, uh, especially comparatively to Carmelo Hayes, who's had a very successful run already. Odyssey Jones has been dealing with some injury problems, but he's got a great size, a great look, and I'm, I'm still really hoping for this guy. Awesome to see him on the pre-show. I believe Cameron Grimes beat him in this match, but also I'm a big fan of Cameron Grimes. So I was pleasant, uh, very pleasantly surprised and, and happy to see those guys on pre-show. They started off the show with a Grayson Waller effect with... Um, Rey Mysterio comes out, and it was great, and then LA Knight comes out, bro, The we fucking lost it for LA Knight, that was the first, like, I, sometimes I can't just help but pop out of my seat and go nuts, LA Knight coming out, that was the first one for me, uh, I was extremely excited to see Rey Mysterio, I did not get to see him last year, so I was fucking very, very excited to see Rey Mysterio uh, this time around, he was fun. He was having a good time out there. I really wanted to buy up one of his masks. I'm going to get one of his masks at some point. But they only had like two options there. And I, they weren't exactly screaming to me that I wanted them. But yeah, it was what it was. Um, 
trying to see I listen something I'm not very good at taking pictures I think they, they were just doing some yeah they had a nice little edge montage I imagine this was during commercial break again WWE hits it out of the park in uh during their commercial breaks for us there in the arena uh they did the DX break it down again that's oh that is so much freaking fun they'll just for like three minutes they'll just play the DX song and they'll have the cameras panning around of all of us just going fucking nuts with the crotch chops and stuff. I don't think I got on camera or anything, but it was definitely that's a highlight of the shows for me when they do that. And yeah, obviously this was a very Edge-themed show. It was his 25th anniversary, uh, so they were showing a lot of... Uh, they would just put pictures of Edge up on the screen. We would go crazy every freaking time that we saw Edge. Excuse me, good lord, as I almost fucking explode through my mouth. Um... They had a great montage of him and all of his incredible moments. I'm struggling right now um, with the t-shirt that I want to frame. I want to get some like photographs put in there of Edge's moments. And there's just so many frameable moments throughout Edge's career. I mean, the spear on Jeff Hardy mid-flight. The spear through the flaming tables on Foley. the Taking, taking the big double table bump from John Cena getting FU'd through the tables. Uh, taking the thumbtacks, barbed wire bats. I mean, you tell me about it. There's just so many incredible moments during Edge's career. I, I wanna I, I might do like Edge winning the the rumble at number one when he returned and just that celebration. I mean, him and his wife being in the ring together. I mean, Edge has had one of the greatest wrestling careers of all time. I mean, he's literally done it all. They're selling a t-shirt. Uh, at the show that just listed off everything that he's done. He's literally done everything that you can do in the WWE. Multiple-time world champion, multiple-time tag team, Intercontinental United States, uh, Royal Rumble winner, two-time Royal Rumble winner, a first-time-ever Money in the Bank winner, you name it. He has done it all. Triple Crown, he's the best. He's the best of all time. So, yeah, the crowd was very, very excited for Edge, myself included. My wife and I even made signs and everything, and we totally forgot them in the freaking car before we got on the train so we forgot our signs at and that was very saddening we had a, a visit there from damage control that was cool i uh, i really like um eo sky there was a lack a lackluster amount of chirping towards us canadians bailey i was expecting her to like eviscerate us canadians there wasn't enough hatred to the canadian crowd i was a little bit disappointed i always get I have a, I love when people make fun of the Toronto Maple Leafs and all that stuff. There's a little bit of leaf uh, chirping, but not not enough for my for my liking. Charlotte Flair makes her appearance. Crowd loves doing the woos. I just I I was booing Charlotte. I'm not a fan of hers. I don't like Charlotte whatsoever. They had a match, uh, the tag team match with Bianca. That was uh, it was a good match. That was a good little match right there. I enjoyed that. I believe. Um, Belair, Belair and Charlotte pick up the win in that one. I'd, the SmackDown review is not going to be the same. I wasn't sitting there in my chair, in my seat, you know, taking notes and stuff and, and grading the matches and stuff. I was just sitting there enjoying myself, taking a couple pictures here and there and a couple videos here and there, but just enjoying myself for sure. Uh, Street Profits made an appearance. That was a lot of fun to see all their cups flying all over the place. It doesn't look like the fans ever get to keep any of the cups. They just... They'll send out a little crew, they pick up all the cups, and nobody gets to have any of them, which is which is a wasted opportunity, absolute wasted opportunity. I'm trying to see what picture is that. Uh, oh, I think, yeah, the Street Profits went up against the OC. That was pretty boring. I mean, I, d- I just don't like the OC that much. Uh, see who else was, I can't even see who that is. 
Okay, so now we get to the good stuff. So Sheamus comes out. The main event is Edge versus Sheamus. And, I mean, Edge personally called out Ed, uh, Sheamus. He wanted him to be his his uh, his opponent. So uh, they did, like, eight fake-outs for us for Edge coming out. I have, like, four videos that are, like, two seconds long of me just going, Oh, damn it, that's it's not Edge yet. Because we're just, we're just waiting for Edge to come out. And then he finally comes out. We go crazy. It's goosebumps. Like, oh my, I have chills and goosebumps right now just remembering this. Like, the music hits. We belted out the whole entire song. Well, at least I did because fucking Metallingus, that is a banger of a song by Alter Bridge. Just check that song out. It's unbelievable. And he comes out and you can just feel it, man. Like, you just, you just know the energy is so high. Beth Phoenix and Edge's kids are in the crowd. They're in the front row watching. And it looked, I think, like a whole big group of friends, family and friends that I think he had. They all took off, like a huge group of them. They all took off and went backstage at one point when the show ended. So he had, like, probably 15, 20 people there in the front row. I'm guessing friends and family. But, yeah, uh, Beth and his kids were there for sure. Saw them. And the match goes on. It was a fantastic match. Like, exactly what the doctor ordered. Like, Sheamus, the perfect dance partner. He's... You know, he's not going to sit there and lay down for Edge. He gave him a good fight. It was a really good fight. Edge getting in all the moves. Edge-o-matic, educator, execution. Gotta love that. The Spears, of course. And Edge picking up the victory here. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And we got, of course, a nice little extra treat after the show went off of the air. I believe it went off air, like... Uh, we got quite a bit extra after uh, the show went off air. So off air, we got Edge doing his classic speech. He did say he did say that this is his last time coming to Canada. He said that he's just he's not going to be able to make it back again, which is heartbreaking to me. I'm a massive Edge fans, but uh, very happy that I was there to you know say goodbye to Edge in Canada for the last time. Now he's not retiring today. I feel like he's probably, I'm just guessing here, speculating that he's going to hang him up at WrestleMania. Whoever his opponent's going to be, I don't know quite yet. But, uh, you know, I was talking with my buddy and we are discussing, like, just how good of a run it was for Edge uh, now that he's come back. He's won the Royal Rumble. That was amazing. Sadly, he hasn't won a world title again, but... Honestly, I don't think that's what it was all about for Edge's return. I think Edge wanted to make, he wanted to have matches with guys that he didn't get to wrestle with yet and guys that he just, he wanted to wrestle with, like AJ Styles. All the guys of the Judgment Day, like he made the Judgment Day, put over Finn Balor, he's made Dom Mysterio, he's made uh, Finn Balor back into a fucking superstar. So he's been making people uh, into superstars. He's been putting on great matches that he's wanted to have. And championships at this point, like I said, he's already done everything you can in this company. I don't think another championship run is really something he's he needs to have. If he gets it, awesome. That would be great. But I think it's just uh, the fact that he was able to come back to wrestling finish his career on his own terms and not have to be forced out of it like he was is amazing so thank you edge as 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 many times as i said that the other night live in the show just thank you so much for everything that you've done for us entertaining us for 30 years now i mean good lord have mercy and he's not done yet but so that goes on he has his little speech it was beautiful it was a lot shorter than the last one and we're like oh okay and i would say like I don't know, maybe 25% of the building cleared out, and then a match goes on. They're like, and now for your main event, and we're like, what? I thought the show was over, and then they bust out a six-man tag team match. It's um, 
fuck, I forget who they fought. Um, it was definitely Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn came out, and Drew McIntyre. They all came out to have um, a tag team match. Just got to look through my pictures and see if I can find who they fought. I don't think it really matters who they were fighting. Uh, I think it was Imperium. Yeah, Imperium come out, fucking Gunther talking shit, and then they have a nice little match. It was quick, but... Kevin Owens came out, we fucking lost our minds, my wife and I are huge Kevin Owens fans, we're wearing our matching Kevin Owens shirts, so we fucking lost our minds for Kevin coming out, I was so happy to see him, and of course Sami Zayn, Drew McIntyre, crowd lost their minds for him, and that was a very beautiful moment, they kicked the shit out of Imperium, Imperium's out of there, Edge comes back, and then he has a big, another like little speech, in a celebration with Sammy, Kevin, and Drew, and Sammy has his own speech, just like thanking Edge and saying how big of a fan that he, Kevin, and Drew are, and they have a fantastic moment. I threw a little picture up on Twitter of the of those four guys celebrating in the ring at the end of it. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. I didn't cry. I swear I didn't, but I was just very, very, very happy. Yeah, and sad for Edge. You know, it's 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 so sad that it's coming to an end but again just be happy that we had something that you can be so sad that it's coming to an end with like just be so happy that you know something made you feel this way when it comes to an end just be happy like during just remember the 30 amazing years that he gave us or whatever it was you know all right so that was uh, our time at smackdown I had a great time in terms of ranking i think they're all just on the same level honestly i had a consistently amazing time at Raw, I had a great time at AEW, I had a great time at SmackDown, and uh, the final one, I have one more wrestling show to go to this year, and that is, uh, we're going to a Impact Wrestling pay-per-view, we're going to be at Emergence at the end of the month, so I'm going to find out and see how Impact is live, so I'll be, uh, I'll have my opinions on that as well, but that's a little bit later on, so SmackDown was a great time, and I'm not going to score it, but it was just like, you know, for me, it was great live. I don't know how it transitioned to live TV or anything. I don't know if it was a boring, lame episode. But when it's in Canada and Edge is going to be there, I mean, the atmosphere is always going to make the show a lot of fun. So, I don't know. There's that. So, that is the end of the WWE stuff. Let's go on to AEW now. We'll swing over to AEW Dynamite. They're in Nashville this week. Oh, fuck yeah. Nashville's some good times. Starting off with an international championship match. Orange Cassidy defending against Wheeler Yuta. Orange catches Yuta in a pin to retain, and yes, this was as disappointing of a match as it sounded. Uh, Yuta slowed down the pace a lot, a couple of nice spots in there, but I did not like the chemistry in the ring between these two, it just wasn't there for me. Blackpool Combat Club attack Orange, out come the best friends, Lucha Bros, and a partridge and a pear tree. Fucking everybody's out here. Uh, Also, that partridge and a pear tree, that was Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston is out there. He challenges the BCC to a stadium stampede match at All In Wembley. Fuck yeah, that is going to be spectacular. We don't know the full roster of who's going to be partaking in that match. It's going to be BCC versus uh, fucking Eddie Kingston and his fucking merry band of merry men or whatever. But it's going to be spectacular. That is going. That is a huge addition for the Wembley show. And a really good way to open up the show, I guess. Uh, well, no, that's not. The match was kind of poopy, but it is what it is. We move on. It is Omega and good old JR. They're having a nice, quiet interview. And then you better believe that gets spoiled by Don Callis and his cronies ruining everything. Boo. 
Jericho and Don Callis have a chat in the ring. Chris tells Don he doesn't join groups, he creates groups. It's a swerve, though. Jericho is going to join with Don Callis. There's a big old picture in the ring that Don Callis doesn't want to show Chris Jericho. Well, Jericho wants to see it, so he reveals the picture, and it's a lovely picture of Don Callis holding Jericho's decapitated head. Nice. That's It was a fucking nice picture, I must say. But Jericho doesn't like it. He flips out calling Don Callis garbage and a scumbag and a stupid idiot and all that stuff. Will Ospreay and Takeshka attack Jericho and smash the lovely picture over Jericho's head? Guevara showing up fashionably late to chase off the goons. Awesome little segment right here. The trash talking was on point. The picture was gorgeous. And, of course, that picture getting smashed over Jericho's head. That was awesome. Thumbs up for all that. We move on as Darby Allen and Nick Wayne going up against Gates of Agony, Khan, and Leona. I just... You know, it just caught me off guard a little bit that Nick Wayne's only 18 years old. Like, good God, what were you doing at 18? Fucking Nick Wayne's tag teaming with Darby Allen in AEW. That's what he doing. We got the Mogul Embassy. They jump Allen and Wayne before the bell. Gates of Agony beat down Allen, but mostly Wayne throughout this match. Until they battle back, hitting stereo dives with Darby picking up the pin and the victory. Solid match right here. No, I mean, it was just good shit. And now we got it is Sting. It is Sting. He appears on the screen acting very unhinged. He's got like the Joker face paint on. And he is scaring the hell out of Prince Nana. Prince Nana. And he is hyping up the coffin match that is upcoming at Wembley. What the hell has happened to Sting, man? He is unhinged right now. I, I'm okay with it. I don't know. I don't hate it, but it's not like, it's kind of weird. It's off. Anyway, moving on, it is Adam Cole and MJF. They are playing Crocodile Dundee backstage. I I don't know what they're doing. MJF, all about kangaroo kicks all of a sudden. Uh, okay, that's what he's going for. They set up a ridiculous trap, and they, they hit a double clothesline on somebody. Tony Khan brings them to his office to scream at them. They get in big old trouble. Fucking hilarious. This is like some schoolboy shit right here. Fucking hilarious. Thumbs up. We got Cole and Max. They ain't done yet. They're in the ring now for a promo. MGF letting Cole know he won't just lay down and let him win at Wembley. Aussie Open decide we're going to attack right now. Max and Cole hit a double clothesline. MGF teases a kangaroo kick, but Aussie Open escape. So I don't even know what the fuck he... How, it's, it's just so stupid, the kangaroo kick thing. I don't get it. Adam looks like he's going to kick Max's head off, but he changes his mind and they hug it out instead. Great promo, especially MJF, man. He's just fucking, oh, he's so freaking good. I love this overly good guy shtick that he's putting on right now. It's 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 God-tier level. Thumbs up. A bloody Chris Jericho calls out Will Ospreay for a match at All In Wembley. Oh, baby, Jericho versus Ospreay. That's going to be awesome. And now for one of the worst matches I've ever seen in my life. It is a Texas chainsaw match with Jeff Jarrett going up against... Jeff Hardy, the Battle of the Jeffs. Brawling begins in the backstage area. Matt pours a can of blood on Jeff and Karen Jarrett. They freak out. They start running through a very, very dark area of the arena. You can't see fucking anything. The Hardys are slowly walking behind them. It's just a train wreck of trash. 
They finally make it out to the ring where we can actually see what the hell is going on. Jeff hits a swanton through a table, the only good moment of this match. Actually, scratch that, there's another good moment. Lethal breaks it up. Lethal, uh, Leatherface decides he's gonna come out. The guy from Texas Chainsaw Massacre with the chainsaw and stuff. Yeah, Leatherface comes out with a chainsaw. He chases away Karen Jarrett. Jarrett and the Goon Squad shenanigan their way to a win. And that, like I said, was horrible. Probably the worst match I've ever seen AEW do. Uh, the backstage thing was horrible. It was just people walking around. It was confusing. It looked like nobody knew what the hell they were doing. It was way too dark. You couldn't fucking see anything. They were walking through this very tight hallway. They can't do anything. It was awful. Like They got out to the ring. It got better with a swanton through a table. Jarrett hit somebody in the head with a guitar. But this was fucking dog shit. Double thumbs down. Let's just not... Let's just try and pretend that didn't happen. Britt Baker going up against the Bunny next with Penelope Ford. Penelope straight up licks licks Baker's face. That's just fucking gross. Oh, there you go. Britt hits a stomp, puts away the Bunny, and she will be heading to All In Wembley as the final member of the Fatal 4-Way. So that's a really hefty Fatal 4-Way now. It's Britt Baker, Soraya, Tony Storm, and another Hikaru Shida, the champion. So that's a really big Fatal 4-Way match for the women. Should be really freaking good. And Britt Baker coming along now. She looks ready to wrestle. She's been, you know, dealing with injuries and kind of working her way back into the ring. She looks ready to go. It should be a fucking good match. Move on. The Acclaimed versus Nobody because they are brutally attacked by the House of Black. We do get the rap, though. So we, we, we weren't, we weren't, uh, uh, we got a rap in. It's good. It's good. So we move on. Is the main event time. The Guns going up against the Young Bucks. The Bucks sneak attack the Ass Boys on the ramp before the match begins. Guns regain and hold control for quite some time. Bucks battle back. Guns try a cheating pin attempt broken up by the Bucks. And then they do it right back to the Guns, and it works. They pick up the W. Guns holding their own against the Bucks in this match. Solid performance. Bucks doing their thing. Really solid match. Bucks are jumped after the bell. They are saved by FTR. So FTR doesn't want the Bucks to get too beat up before their match at Wembley. It's going to be, I would probably, I would sit there and say that's probably going to be an instant classic. It's going to be fucking insane. And honestly, not the best episode of Dynamite this week. Uh, That chainsaw match was terrible. The international championship match, I thought that was going to be money. It just wasn't working for me in the ring. Did not like Wheeler Yuta going up against Orange Cassidy. It just didn't work for me. Um, Jericho and Callis, I'm, I'm liking this beef now. So that's that's ramping up. And, of course, the Adam Cole and MJF stuff is always super awesome. Gotta love that. Britt Baker, they got that match finally ready and set up to go. I just hope it's not going to be a shenanigan fest with the fucking outcast. They're going to ruin everything. And the main event was fine. I don't know. It's a 6 six out of 10 for Dynamite this week. It's They're just, they don't want to go too crazy. They're ramping up for the biggest show in company history with 80,000 plus people in there. They really don't want to risk and get anybody hurt before the show. So I don't blame them for playing it a little bit safe right now. We move on to Rampage, still in Nashville. Starting off with Ray Phoenix versus Commander. Oh, baby, this is going to be good. Ray with a brutal top rope double stomp to Commander's face. Like, holy shit, dude. He probably, he almost killed that man. That was horrifying. (laughs) Commander with a gorgeous springboard Canadian destroyer. Rope walking shooting star press into a near fall right there. 
Phoenix hits a spinning muscle buster driver, pins and wins this insane luchador classic. Oh my god, man. This was spectacular. 12 minutes of straight highlight offense, man. Like they're flying all over the place, kicking each other's heads off, doing flips and shit, springboards, bonanza. Eight and a half out of ten. This was awesome. I love lucha matches. God damn it. Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships are on the line next. Aussie Open defending against Ethan Page and Brother Zay. Open hit the Coriolis on Zay to retain the belts. Now, it wasn't a squash match. It was a fairly competitive good match right here, especially from Brother Zay. He put on a really nice performance, some really nice high flying throughout this match as well from him. Didn't notice Ethan Page all this mu- all that much throughout this match, I must admit. But it was a good match. I enjoyed it. 7 out of 10. Ozzy Open cut a promo on Cole and MJF, telling them they will never hit a kangaroo kick on them. So, obviously, they're going to get a kangaroo kick at Wembley. That's that's happening. Absolutely. Sammy Guevara versus John Cruz. It's a squash match. Again, like... Are we, are we serious with this shit, Rampage? Like, you really want to have a squash match every single week? Are we doing this? Okay. Thumbs down. Main event. It is the out, the Outcast with Soraya versus Sky Blue and Hikaru Shida. Ruby sprays Blue with spray paint. Tony hits a brutal hip attack. Shida saves Blue. Shida rolls up Ruby, stealing the W. A decent match, like it was, like the back half of it was kind of like a, everyone was doing a hot tag. It was quite awesome, but the shenanigans, dude, the shenanigans are so fucking annoying, man. Like Ruby, she doesn't even wrestle anymore. All she does is fucking shenanigan her way through every everything. Soraya, all she does is distract everybody. It's extremely annoying. It's so annoying. I can't stand these matches. Uh, meh. It was thumbs down for me personally. It was probably it was a good match, but I just I'm so over the shenanigans. It's just ridiculous. Ruins every match. Big brawl after the bell. Baker, uh, Britt Baker comes down, gets involved as the show ends. Uh, opening match was fantastic. I mean, I'm, they still doing a pretty good job with their opening matches on Rampage. It's the rest of it that's starting to fall apart for me, man. Like now that Collision's here, they they're taking bigger names off of Rampage and sending them over to other uh, areas of the show. Now they're like making squash matches a big thing on Rampage. I don't like this. Four and a half out of ten, I guess. I don't know. Just watch the opening match. The rest of it, 100% skippable. We move on to Collision. They're in Kentucky. I was, I've was i been in Kentucky before. Not just the, the franchise, the chicken restaurant. I've been to uh, the state of uh, Kentucky. Very good food out there, I must say. Anyway, Samoa Joe versus a guy called the Masked Golden Vampire. What the actual fuck? Uh, well, it turns out that the masked golden vampire is actually CM Punk. Uh, he start, The match begins and he starts hitting all the CM Punk offense. You look at the body shape of the, of the golden vampire. It's CM Punk in a mask. He hits a GTS on Samoa Joe and accepts the challenge for the match at Wembley. Samoa Joe versus CM Punk, baby. In front of 80,000 people, I, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. I'm going to get emotional during that. It's going to be awesome. We move on is Jay White with the Bang Bang Gang versus Dalton Castles and the boys. Love Dalton Castles. Dalton dealing with a bad back in this match. Of course, Jay White is targeting that throughout the whole entire match. The Bang Bang Gang trying to distract Castles, but the boys with a big dive take them out. White hits a gnarly sleeper suplex thingy. Blade Runner putting away Dalton Castles for the W. 
good entertaining match. I mean, some really heavy chops in there from both men. Dalton not not shy, throwing the heat as well. Nice suplexes as well. 7 out of 10, good match. Jay grabs the microphone, trash-talking Kenny Omega, the guns, and Juice Robinson. Or, sorry. Jay grabs the microphone, they're talking trash about Kenny Omega. The guns and Juice want to warm up. They want a match right now. So out come the Iron Savages. They are, they're like, we'll fight you, so they're going to have that match right now. Iron Savages versus the Guns and Juice Robinson. Uh, we got a big man. The big man Savage goes absolutely nuts on the hot tag, hitting a double end of days and a double splash to boot. That was sick. Thumbs up for that. Guns rally back, hit a fame asser, 310 to Yuma. Juice hits a sidekick, pins and wins. Savage is impressing me, especially the big man. I don't know his name yet, but holy shit, that guy was impressive. Awesome hot tag from him, and a solid match overall. Guns, strong selling, and goofy moments in this one. Just, uh, yeah, really solid trios match. We got House of Black, uh, a video from them absolutely burying Billy Gunn. They stole his boots and Billy Gunn. We still haven't seen him since he retired, but is he retired? I don't know. He's probably going to come back at some point, but, you know, motherfucker needs a break. We got Ricky Starks. He is still suspended from wrestling. He cuts an angry promo, wanting to bring the pain. So, out pops Big Bill. He's going to bring the pain. He's going to start doing the dirty work for Ricky Starks. So, Big Bill with Ricky going up against a guy called Derek Neal, who is going to die. Bill being a pain... Sorry, Bill bringing the pain to Derek, squashing him in no time. Beatdown continues. Starks joins in, whipping Neal's ass with the belt. Ouch. No one wants to get hit with a belt, man. That shit hurts. We got Willow Nightingale going up against Diamante with Mercedes Martinez. Nice standing slice bread by Diamante. Martinez talking trash to Willow throughout the match. Statlander runs down to deal with Martinez. Willow powerbombs Diamante into a whole new dimension for the W. Diamante, really nice performance. Holding her own against Willow and Willow. Oh, man. I, it's funny that I did not like her at first, but yeah, she is fantastic now. Always fired up, always giving you everything she's got in her performance. Fired up as always. 7 out of 10, good match. And then we get a good quick interview with Tony Storm. She is determined to get her title back at Wembley. And I'm really liking this, like, really unhinged, like, I don't know what's going on, like a schizophrenic Tony Storm or something. She's, like, really just, like... I don't know, really angry, and she's just, I really like what she's doing with her character right now, she's quite entertaining, we got powerhouse Hobbs versus Kevin Koo, Hobbs just pushes away Kevin's cross uh, cross body attempt, that was funny, Spinebuster and powerhouse wins, Hobbs applies a camel clutch on Kevin after the match, this summons Miro onto the screen saying a whole bunch of weird shit, I I didn't pick up on any of that honestly, I think they're gonna fight, I think that's what we're going for here, it is main event time, Darby Allen versus Christian Cage with Luchasaurus, Christian wearing the TNT championship to the ring, (laughs) raising it like it's his own championship, this really really upsets Darby Allen, coffin drop is caught by Luchasaurus, that was just badass, Darby diving dropkick onto Christian, onto a chair. How you doing? Nasty bump for both guys right there. Thumbs up for that. Luchasaurus saving Cage from a coffin drop. Darby back first on the apron. There you go. There's the back-breaking Darby that I know and love. Christian awesome rolling powerbomb spear combo. There's a near fall right there. That was sick. 
Unprettier attempt countered into a jackknife pin. Allen grabs a huge W. Awesome match, man. Christian, still a absolute workhorse, man. He is still so good in there. Allen with the damage sponge performance. Gotta love it. Great back and forth match with a lot of near falls. Like, this was way more competitive than I thought it was going to be. This was fantastic. 8 out of 10, great match. Luchasaurus and Christian attack Darby after the match. They force Shiavani to count a three on so that Christian can celebrate after the match. Fucking elite heel skills right here from Christian. He is so freaking good. And that is the end of the show. I would say a really good collision right here. Like I said, collision's really starting to get their, their footing now. Having bigger matches, better promos, and now they're starting to get quite comfortable. Yeah, man, I'm starting to enjoy Collision. I think now I like Collision more than Rampage. Rampage, you gotta step your shit up, bro. If I see another fucking squash match, gonna lose my mind. 7.5 out of 10 for Collision. And is that it? Yeah, yeah, all right, we're done. Let's go over to the three stars of the week. I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm copping out uh, on these three stars. But let's do a shout-out before we get into the official three stars. Uh, Gotta shout-out Wesley versus Dijak on NXT. Uh, just Dijak's my boy, man. He never, ever lets me down in the ring down there. Super underrated, underutilized. I mean, the dude makes stars out of everybody. Not that, I mean, uh, Wesley needed the help or anything, but those two in the ring together was spectacular. And Wesley is on, he's just hit another level right now in terms of, of his personality and character-wise. He is, he is really hitting a stride right here. So, shout out to that. Third star goes to... Christian and Darby Allen on collision. That was just a just Christian is just still so freaking good, man. He's always been one of the more underrated wrestlers throughout his whole entire career. Probably a better worker in the ring than Edge was, but Edge always had the the character that was a, a bit better than Christian's. But Christian nowadays, one of the best heels. I, I just love this guy. Christian is the freaking man. And Darby getting it done out there, just throwing his body around recklessly, as always, for a great match against a legend. Second star goes to Ray Phoenix versus Commander on Dynamite. No, I think that was the opening match to Rampage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out out of control. Some of the some of the best luchador wrestling you're ever going to see between like, in the world, I would imagine. These guys are in freaking sane. And the best part of the match is um Commander is like a he's a younger guy and he was he grew up uh loving Ray Phoenix. So to see those two in the ring together, you could see that respect and admiration throughout the ring. And Ray Phoenix like very impressed with Commander. They shook hands after the match. It was spectacular it was like 12 straight minutes of out of control highlight action it was amazing and first star goes to i'm 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 i will admit the the ray phoenix commander match that was the best match i saw this week but first star it's going to edge and sheamus for that match and that moment and just the final match we're probably going to see edge in canada his hometown so and it was a banger man like it was an absolute it was a banger it was a really good match i don't i'm not gonna say that it was like a better match than ray phoenix commander because they're doing flips shit but the emotion the just the chills that i had watching this match you know how excited i got when he locked in the education and did an educator or sorry locked in the educator did an execution like fuck yeah the spear beautiful and then the moment after like even though that's not technically part of the match but having a impromptu six-man tag and in, in edge's honor and shit 
And then the, the double speech, he comes out, Edge has a speech, he comes back out, another speech, Sami Zayn puts him over, and, and to cap off a beautiful, 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 beautiful night for Edge, and uh, that's my favorite wrestler of all time, and always will be. Edge is my hero, I love that man. Great guy, and good enough, of course, for my first star of the week. And that's the show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. If you're at that SmackDown, let me know. Did you have a good time? Where were you sitting? Did you buy one of those Edge t-shirts and whatnot? And and yeah, I had a great time at SmackDown. I'll say it again. I highly recommend go to a live wrestling show. Doesn't matter what company, you're going to have a blast. It is so much freaking fun at a wrestling show. I can't believe it. Like, I've gone to Leaf Games. I will never, I I don't ever want to go to a Leaf game ever again after going to wrestling shows. A Leaf game is depressing to be at. A wrestling show is so much fun. Everyone's there to have fun. We're cheering and clapping, having a great time. And especially when wrestling comes to Canada, it's very special. We go crazy. We really love our wrestling here in Canada. And we like to be proud of that fact. And we we scream and yell and cheer for our our favorites and boo for the people that we don't like. It's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. I'm trying to get any and all of my buddies to come out to a wrestling show sometime with me. My wife and I have made it a yearly tradition. Every summer when they come to Canada, we will be going because it's just so much freaking fun. My wife said that her favorite one was Collision because... Uh, that was definitely the best bang for our buck. The Collision Show, you also got our uh, Ring of Honor show included in that. It was like four and a half hours of wrestling for like 50 bucks. We had a fantastic seat. It wasn't a sold-out show, so we got to move up even closer. We're like 10 feet away from the ring. It was amazing. I loved all my times. I loved going to Raw. I loved SmackDown. I loved Forbidden Door, and I loved Collision. All my all the shows that I've gone to so far have been amazing. I wish I could say the same thing for the Leaf games that I've gone to, but admittedly, both of the Leaf games that I've gone to sucked. It sucked. The people sucked. The atmosphere sucked. The Leafs lost, and it was extremely expensive. I paid $450 to watch the Leafs lose 6-0 to the Islanders, and I paid, like, probably $250 to sit in the nosebleeds and sit quietly and just feeling the anxiety of the Leaf Nation behind my back. Not something I'm really eager to go back and experience ever again, but wrestling, absolutely, I'm there in a heartbeat. So, with that little ramble uh, said and done, let me know if you've been to wrestling shows live and, and what you thought about it. If you've ever been to a WrestleMania before, love to hear about it. I am dying for a WrestleMania in Canada. I just don't know if it's ever going to happen, honestly. Anyway, thank you everybody so much for listening. You guys are awesome. Hopefully you're having an awesome weekend and everything like that. My weekend is over. I got to go to work soon. So it's it's okay. It's fine. But we will be back again with some more GX Plus Guest.